Okay, so we all read uh, the notes, I'm sure. Ah, uh, I rely on Lester to do that. <laughs> Hey, uh, you know, uh, welcome to the uh, Rubber Boots Podcast brought to you by friends at BetSafe.net. Do you know, uh, you ever get the WhatsApp, uh, does, you know, you get like mysterious messages from people sometimes. I got my first one on WhatsApp. It was uh, a person named Emily who said, hey, how are you? From a California area code. Hey, uh, she, that, like, I think she messaged me as well. <laughs> Now it's awkward. What's going on? Have we been? Have our, our I thought WhatsApp was the secret circle, and now it's been penetrated. Oh, yeah. guys, look at uh, Lester's not here today, but it looks like we have some secret guests coming on. Ooh, I lost the waiting room. Hold on a second. <laughs> we Let's have, see who it is. Let's see yeah. who it is, everybody. It's the most bonding we've ever done. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, look who it is. Do this video now, eh? This is yeah. You guys have done big stuff. We're advanced. Mm-hmm. We were yeah. kind of hoping that uh, you wouldn't like you wouldn't be technologically advanced. You wouldn't know it was video, and you'd just come on like in your, in your underwear. <laughs> well, I, I was I was gonna say, hang on, hang on a second. Uh, <laughs> I think we got that. So, so we we were kind of right, but we just didn't get. Yeah, it right. I am. Like I, there I, he I is. Got a call. I don't know what to do on a phone. You get you get a phone call, and then it gives you these different options. But anyway, um, oh, yeah. if 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 Rod Smith Baby were here, and he's not because he's. Um, like ever since the pandemic, he's just he's just gone away and yeah. he's in prison. He, isn't and, he? He, he and Emilio and some special <laughs> guests with the rules. Of, you yeah, have to wear a mask, but mask only at his compound. So yeah. anyway, um, <laughs> but no, but I, I, what would you have had me in Jimmy? Like a, like a leopard, like a yeah, leopard like skin, a le- uh, I was just like, thinking you know, like a leopard sort of robe. Skin robe. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, basically, I'd picture you the way Jamie McLennan actually dresses, him, which is. <laughs> Which is like a silk robe. Have you ever seen Noodles? Noodles dresses like Hugh Hefner. Like yeah. He, <laughs> yeah wow. he, Noodles does have a compound uh, a little bit west <laughs> of me. And he wears silk robes around the wow. house all the time and slippers. So you, see, wait a minute. You, you've seen this. Well, I've seen like pictures and videos and Steph will once in a while like send me a photo. And I think once in a while they end up on like the Instagram. Like his yeah. daughter will be... <laughs> Playing out front in the front yard, and he'll be in slippers and a and a silk robe. Stuff you, you've he, seen this, haven't you? He, he's done uh, overdrive in a robe before. Wow! So, during the pandemic, so so, yeah. so noodles is the real like Rod Smith baby. Noodles baby. Noodles baby. Yeah, noodles, noodles baby. baby. <laughs> How are you, buddy? How you been? I'm good, thank you. Just got one thing to say here. Um, yeah. Puppies hypotheticals. Who really gives a crap? Come on. Come on. All the ladies <laughs> want to hear is the Rod Smith recap. That's, that's unfair. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Roddy is the best. Uh, best. You know, Boy, good, good to see you. Roddy, good to see you, Stoff and Jimmy. I don't Where's, even know if we uh, we actually mentioned this to you, but we uh, I think we made a commitment in the last episode of the pod last year to bring back the Rod Smith recap. And like most uh-huh. of our commitments, uh, we just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah, but we will. Was Rod Smith baby holding out for too much money or what? Yeah, I so, so I don't know. If, I don't know if we could afford you anymore as the voice of uh, the voice of CFL. Now it's, it's oh, probably gone oh, next no, level, you, has it not? You could always afford me, Rod Smith baby. I'm not so sure. Yeah, that, that's so. No, it's, hey, all uh, it's all good. I've actually been uh, I've been hearing a, a lot of Roddy the last uh, 48 hours in my house because uh, I'm back on the CFL gig this weekend. Roddy's yeah. been kind enough. Because you don't you don't go to the bosses or anything. You just go to Rod and say, "Are mm-hmm. you allowed? Am I allowed back on the show?" And then Rod will 
you know, make some sort of gesture with his hands like a sheik and say yes or no, or just the thumbs up or thumbs down. And, yeah, yeah. And and so I've been uh, I I rewatch I. I don't rewatch the whole season because I know Puffy would scoff and say, I don't believe that. But I, mm-hmm. I rewatch like the games. So I rewatch the, like I'm doing Regina Calgary this weekend. So I rewatch the Saskia Calgary games. And then I watch all of their games all season on those like 10 minute recaps right. on CFL.ca. So yeah. it's, just, mm-hmm. it's just been a bevy of rod voices from week to week well, to week flowing into my that. head. <laughs> and I do, I do watch them in my, in my underwear. So there you go. Very nice. Rod, by the way, I still have this. I have the same thing. I don't know how to uh, uh, put my phone on ignore. So when I get calls through, I disappear for a second as well. I just have to decline all the calls. So you're well. You're I, not alone I hope that happen this time because I'll just, you know, my it'll just if you wait long enough, it'll just go away, right? So I've learned it now. So uh, you're replacing a- you're replacing Lester this week on the podcast. Uh, Does so that mean I have to, to provide the music? Yeah, you have yes. to sing all. Did, actually, you have fact. to sing all so, the themes. Yeah. True. Let's, yeah. let's see if you can remember. Let's see if you can sing the week that was. Let's discuss the week. Come on, that what what on mm-hmm. with Roddy, baby. <laughs> rubber boots podcast too. Let's Rod, we don't know them either. Esther's yeah, rate just went through the ceiling. See, yeah, yeah. The the puffy's hypotheticals one was the one that really stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. So um, we we still uh, we still we haven't done puffy's pretty lazy this year. Uh, and, yeah. and we're all lazy, but puffy's mm-hmm. taking it to a new, new level. So That's he only what makes does the show so good, Jimmy. He does one hypothetical <laughs> per yeah. season, basically. Well, we we were gonna do one today, but I actually forgot the one that yeah. I come up. Yeah. Puffy, Puffy comes to me last week during a game and says, Jimmy, I got this great hypothetical. And he gives it to me. And I'm like, Puffy, that's a great hypothetical. And then this morning I'm saying, Puffy, let's do that hypothetical you mentioned. He goes, I can't remember it. And I go, yeah, I can't remember it either. Yeah. <laughs> well, instead, you talk about that. Now, by the way, um, so the video, so video podcast. Is this yeah. Like it's a show. You're, you're flourishing. I mean, do, it's on. You get a lot on of after the, It's going gonna, it's gonna to debut after the Grey Cup. You know how they put like the coveted... Uh, season premiere after the Super Bowl. This will debut after the Grey Cup. As soon as yeah. the Cup's awarded, boom, you'll get to see this. Oh, well, okay. awesome. our post-game show, then this. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Great week. It's yeah, going to be an awesome week for Roddy. He's going to be all over the place. Wow. Yeah, so, well, hold back on predictions then, so. But anyway. Well, uh, well, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on because we haven't uh, seen you all season long here on season mm-hmm. seven? Season seven? Yeah. Season seven, so far, yeah. and it's almost season eight. Uh, we changed seasons about four times during the season. And so we wanted to know how it's been. The CFL playoffs are starting for all our listeners and viewers. You guys know that. And Roddy's going to be uh, a different role this year after. How many years did you host for, Roddy? Uh, since 2014. Okay. And so what's that? Six, six seasons, because we didn't have six one last six. year. Right. And, and I also did in 1997. And then I was, uh, I was bumped by a guy named Duffy. In '98, mm-hmm. and I got to do some play-by-play back then, so that yeah, that was kind of a, so so two little CFL careers. One a bit in the late '90s, and then took about 15 years uh, away from that, and then got back into it again. So wait a fun. second, though, Are you, were you act you hosted the year before I hosted? I, I was host in 1997. We had a panel with uh, Bob Obilovich, Les Brown, and Marty York, and then they cleaned they they cleaned <laughs> so, house. So wait a second, they, they I, like I've never had Elks, James. They just cleaned house. So <laughs> I've never had this discussion with you ever. You were were you upset that you were not hosting that anymore? Uh, no, okay. no. I mean, I wanted to do. I, I wanted to do. It's kind of a history repeats itself. I wanted the chance to do play by play. But oh, so you and did you do and you did? Uh, but 
Were you full-time play-by-play there? Because we ended up doing Sports Center together, what, two years later? A couple of years later. But at the time, yeah, I wanted a chance to do play-by-play. So they had to find another CFL host. Turns out it was kind of a significant upgrade, you know? So, but anyway. For that arguable. (laughs) (laughs) How long did you last, Jimmy? How long did you do CFL? I lasted three seasons. Yeah, 98, 99. 2000, you were hosting Sports Desk with me. Right. So yeah, three, it, it, I think three. Yeah. You know, it's funny because if I knew what I knew now, like I really was did not know anything about the business back then. And, you know, hosting CFL and NBA was pretty prestigious gig to start your career with, I think, mm-hmm. at, at the network. And then they came to me to do Sports Center. Um, it was, it it was, was still, sports, guess, still sports, yeah, sports desk. desk. desk yeah. But I guess it was kind of a because uh, they brought Dave Randorf in to host CFL. There you go. There, Roddy. Roddy was the king of the scrums back then. Rod Smith. Oh, yeah. I can't remember your right. reporting days. That's right. Well, that was the glory days of Roddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Randorf came in to host, and I can remember the first conversation I had with Randorf, who I knew already, but he's like, are you happy with this move? And that was the first time it clicked in with me that people were thinking, why the hell is he leaving you know, CFL and NBA to do sports desk? But it was because I got to do it with, with my man Roddy here, so... How can you right. say no to that? And don't you think back then, like Sports Desk felt like the show? Like, and I'm not saying it's not now at Sports Center, but the, <laughs> the prime time sort of Sports Desk felt like the biggest show on the network. Is, did you feel that way, Roddy? I always enjoyed it. I mean, I wanted the chance to do other things, but yeah, it always it was always important to me. In fact, yeah. I ended up, because uh, I didn't want to be, if I'd stayed in the CFL play-by-play, I would have been on, had to be on the road year-round. That was right. that was the deal at the time. So even in the off-season, I would have had other assignments and, Young family. I did not want to be on the road year round. So, um, but I was happy to do the, I was happy to do the desk. I always enjoyed it. Enjoyed working with you. You're, you know, you're, uh, you know, we, we lasted, we did not last very long together. No, we so, did. Uh, because, yeah. well, let's see what happened. Well, ego. Oh, you egos. know what? Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. Egos collided. Yeah. You know, and then there's the incident that I yeah, promise I won't talk about it. So. Yeah. yeah, it'll be the in, it'll Duffy, be in the, the Duffy incident. So. When somebody writes the TSN book like that ESPN book, it'll be several chapters. <laughs> <laughs> the incident. There was no incident, folks. So, are you? You've transitioned back to that this year, have you? Mm-hmm. After years of hosting and doing uh, Sports Center uh, in the off season, have you liked it? Yeah, it, it's really been good. It's. Um, you know, I, I at least had a taste of it before, so I knew what to expect. Although, uh, the one thing I hadn't done in the last couple of years, I'd filled in doing some games, but doing them back-to-back. Like, you do one, um, like last week, for example, we were in Montreal on the Friday evening, and then you got to be in Hamilton at 1 in the afternoon. So, you're bound to be tired, and you also have to be ready to go. So, you got to be ready for both games before you do the first game. But it's a nice challenge. I like that. And um, it's been busy, but it's... Uh, and, you know, I'm, as I get a little older and, you know, a little snow on the roof now, um, I'm, I'm happy with more mic time and less camera time, although I'm making the exception for you guys. So but anyway, no, but I, I no, it's, it's been a nice, different, different aspect of it and, and uh, got a taste of it with Olympics, too. And just before I just before I call it a career. I wanted to give it a shot again. And this and so I yeah, I'm going to get to do great cup. But I'm really thrilled about that. I really am. One of the good things, uh, you know about going on the road is you sometimes get nights on the road, like nights, like good yeah. nights. And uh, so, so I've heard. I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to talk out of turn because Roddy's okay. a, but Roddy uh, is one of my favorite when we do 
it doesn't happen very often, but when we, when we do get a beer and you and I had one of my favorite nights ever when we were doing what we were doing, what we were in Ottawa for was I hosted I was it the CFL final or semis e- Eastern no. final 2018. I want to say, okay. yeah. Yeah. And you, you went out with your buddies in the afternoon and then I mm-hmm. met you later. And I think Roddy, what that might've been a 24 beer day, maybe. Now this is a good, not a day before, two days before, right? <laughs> oh yeah. No, see, I, I, yeah. <laughs> no, three, we came in three days. It was like on the going. Tuesday. It was actually, yeah. it was two days. It was, we came in two days before. Cause I, yeah, and that's, a, uh, so, that's actually legit. There's recovery there. time. There was a window time. there. Yeah. That was one of my favorite all-time nights. Not as good as our night in London before the Olympics, which was <laughs> you, a, me, was Rod Black. Before. Who was that? <laughs> you, me, Rod Black. Who else was in on that night? That uh, uh, Dave Randorf, you, me, Gord Rod Miller? Black, and Gord, and Gord Miller. And, that was and, a uh, legendary night. It was. The thing I remember about that in London, which, by the way, was a full week before, which was yes. probably required. It was probably a good idea that we had a, had a week right. to get ready. After that. that was like, because the Olympics is so intense and there's so much work involved, like a week is probably a good idea to recover from anything in a London pub. So anyway, which closed early, by the way, another thing. But well, I remember that. I'm going to tell this story quickly, Rod. You're better with details, so you can correct me if I'm wrong. And I think okay. we, can, we can tell this publicly now. First of all, I believe Samsung sponsored the Olympics and gave us all these brand new phones <laughs> on, on that very day. And, and running for a cab at whatever in the morning when the bars closed, Rod Black fell and shot and just, just completely yeah. destroyed his Samsung phone, <laughs> which he was supposed to use throughout the Olympic Games because nothing else worked over there or something, right? Yeah. Uh, secondly, uh, we've it was impossible. Like The thing about London, you go out, um, this is London, England, and uh, the like the the subway. Sh- the, so what do they call the sub? The loop. What do they call them? The tube. The tube. The tube. I was going to call them the loop. The loop. The <laughs> they do well, maybe the maybe for some, right? But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so they shut down at uh, you know I don't know twelve or something or one some ridiculous hour, and so we were yeah. stuck, mm-hmm. and no one we couldn't find a cab. So finally, we did get a cab. And, and we got back and the night was very late at that point. I think there may have been more beverages consumed on the, on the patio of our hotel. Uh, yeah. can, I, can I interject for a second? You may. Getting a cab was almost impossible because our hotel, the Hilton Docklands, was on the south side of the Thames. None of the cabbies wanted to go to the south side of the Thames. We had asked three or four as soon, and like ready to jump in. And as soon as we did and they found out where we we're going, they said, no, get out. So why is it a CD area that that cab that we finally got was like, that was like our last chance to get back. That's right. what I remember anyway. So uh, I'm guessing maybe 9am the next morning or 8am. It's the big, everybody who works for the Olympics <laughs> oh pep talk. Yeah. Uh, Rick Chisholm. Keith Pelly, was he still there? Or was he gone by this point? No, it was Rick Chisholm was running it, but it was, it Rick, was the, Rick big, it was the big production yeah. meeting. Yeah. So everybody involved in the CTV consortium Olympic production was gathered in a hall together. And it's a little like, uh, you know, Jim Jones. It's a bit of a cult. They rally us and uh, then we drink the Kool-Aid and we do the Olympics. Uh, but Roddy and, and Rod Black, correct? <laughs> uh, they, 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 had, they had a long night and they didn't quite make it to the session in time. We had to take, it was tra- planes, trains, and automobiles to get to the Olympic venue. I think we had to take like a, a, a bus and two trains or something like that. So <laughs> Richism is giving us the rah-rah speech and uh, everybody's fired up. And the only person he mentions by name 
in the entire speech is Rod Baby. No. <laughs> and it kind of goes like it kind of goes like this. It's like, you know, this is we can't wait for these Olympics to begin. You guys have all done an amazing job. And thank you all what? for being here today at this mandatory session. Go ahead, Roddy. <laughs> I, I had vo I had voiced the tease. They the, the, they yes. they showed they previewed the big Olympic right. tease, and I had big, voiced which is the big ten minute thing that starts <laughs> the Olympic Games, and they've spent a year doing. And 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 Chiz says, I just want to uh, I want to point out one person who uh, went out of his way, uh, Rod Smith. Rod Smith, if you could stand up, please, because you did a remarkable job on this tease, Rod Smith. <laughs> Randorf and I are at the back of the room. Just giggling like little kids, trying not to laugh out loud because we know that Roddy hasn't made it there. And so, so then the Rod, Rod Smith, Rod, Rod Smith, this mandatory, mandatory pre-Olympic session. Rod, the voice of the Olympics. Or Roddy. So Roddy's not here. And then about, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes later through a back door, which opens quite loudly, it walks Roddy and Rod Black. Um, can I give you the backstory to that too? Yeah, of course. Um, when, when the five of us got back, we got that cab to take us back to the Hilton. Desperately got back. All you guys turned in. I mean, it was late. So uh, Blackie and I decided we'll have one more, uh, figuring that they have to be closing up at the hotel pretty soon. So we go out. There's this nice terrace, uh, as you remember, overlooking the Thames uh, from the Hilton. And so we decided one, hey, they're still open. Let's let's just have one more, have a nightcap. So um <laughs> they brought us a couple of pops. And then I just casually said to them, when do you close? When's last call? And he says, When you say so, sir. Oh <laughs> so wow. I looked to Blackie and he looked back at me. And the next thing you know, it was probably about five, six in the morning. <laughs> we decided this better be last call. And I think we had to get up at eight in order to make it. So we jumped in it. We, we missed the bus. It was a bus leaving the hotel. All of you were on it. But um, he finally, he calls my room and he is a different version of this, which is pretty hilarious too. But I guess we were feeling a little groggy. And so I had a, he didn't know where the meeting was, but I knew it was the media center was right beside the aquatic center because I'd been to the aquatic center just to get ready for the game. So I knew it was fairly close there. So we told the cab, drop us off around the aquatic center. Well, I thought it was beside it and it sort of was beside it, but kind of the way, I don't know. Um, Toronto is beside Oshawa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Toronto's beside Ottawa. Exactly. Because so we get out and then we'll just, we'll just jog on over and um, feeling great by the way. And anyway, um, it was like in a cartoon that, you know, it, it's, it's off in the distance. And no matter how far you walk, it's still the same distance. It just never changes. We were walking for 15 minutes and the building didn't get any closer and checking out the watch. And anyway, cold sweat, not feeling the greatest. I can't imagine why. And so that was it. So I can't believe, yeah, we were probably a good 15, 20 minutes late, but uh, I had a lot of apologizing to uh, do for that. But anyway, made uh, yeah, the story yeah. later. you more than made up for it. Rod, uh, if, if any of our viewers slash listeners forget, did swimming at that Olympics, which I think is one of the tougher. And well, you could say this, you've done play by play for a lot of sports over the years. When you say swimming in an event like that, where you have so many races is one of the toughest things. It was, it was really, it was hard because I hadn't, I hadn't done it before. And uh, thankfully I was given about a year to get ready for it. Um, but yeah, it is tougher 
with so many different races and so many, you know, swimmers to get to know. The thing that compounded it, and I'm not complaining, it made it very exciting, but there was, a, there was diving in the middle. So the day was swimming and then diving and then swimming again. So the chance to rest and reload um, did not exist. There wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of time, but I, I wouldn't trade those days. Like, that was from a work experience. That's one of the most gratifying experiences I've yeah. had in my career. It was really good. And as said, that night we're talking about was a full week. A full week out, so we totally. were all really. You know what? We couldn't. That was one of those things you couldn't afford to misbehave after that, because, and you well know, from you know having like primo hosting job there, that you you got to be ready. You got so much research to do. So it was nice to have just a night out, the camaraderie and and yeah. some tension and everything else. Before that was basically for mo in most Olympics, uh, that's it. You can get those nights out before, and it's rare yeah. in our business to get into a place a week before something. We yeah. the night before is per usual thing so yeah. the olympics is special and to have a week before to sort of get your bearings and everything and you you have an opportunity to do that a couple of times vancouver was the one olympics where i broke all those rules and because it was canada and there was so much going on yeah i went out a lot of nights <laughs> during the olympics and i didn't sleep like six seven nights of that olympics yeah, yeah, I uh, I used to call those well Grey Cup especially research assignments because you got to find out what the people <laughs> well, are you doing. Have to you know? color. Yeah. You, you have, have to, to get out there, especially you know? I have to get local color. Yeah, yeah. I Absolutely. come back with all sorts of stories for the next yeah. day. Can't be going to bed early. I mean, what no. good is that? No, of course you can't. <laughs> now I know I know Roddy, you got a uh, you have a CFL call uh, to prepare for the playoffs here in a few minutes. You should actually send me that number because I should probably drop on that call. Eh? Yeah, because you're are you with us now the rest of the way? Or are you? Yes, I am. I'm with uh, I'm out with I'm out with Barker uh, in Saskatchewan this weekend, Perfect. and uh, then I'm out in Winnipeg uh, for the. Are you doing west or east? I'm doing east semi, so I'll be in Hamilton, and then I'll be in Winnipeg for the Western Final. Okay, so we'll be in Winnipeg together. So we'll get in two nights early. <laughs> two nights early. <laughs> see, your viewers can see this look. Your listeners wouldn't be able to understand exactly what I'm no. doing. Night oh, early, that'll, eh? that'll be awesome, buddy. Uh, well, you can stay with us if you want, but you got to go, no problem, because we're going to run through some of the other stuff we do on the pod. But I totally I got, understand yeah, you have, please, you have please do. I got a few more minutes, so yeah, absolutely. Oh, all right. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, did I want to see if this uh person on WhatsApp, uh, Puffy, did you respond to Emily on WhatsApp when she wrote you and said, Hey, what's up? Mm, is this Me? for everyone to hear? <laughs> Come on, Puff. Puffy, did you send her a picture? No, no, no. I did. I did. Uh, I did go back and forth a little bit with uh, Emily, but uh, then I. So then I, is this is this one of these like trap trap Russian marriage yeah, things assuming, to get money out of I'm you? I'm assuming. So I mean, I mean, I did send the money, but I mean, <laughs> it was for the surgery. So so uh, we're didn't didn't uh, stop? Didn't Dan O'Toole like uh, have like a several a long progressive a relationship with one of these people like he had a, several like a fleet of these people they contact uh, them i've had the same thing on whatsapp but they never have a name it's just a foreign phone phone number but it will be a picture of a young lady and it'll say hello oh, okay. like i'm looking at one now but yeah uh, dan had uh, well, i believe is a a russian uh named olga who uh oh. desperately wanted him to but he send her some money he so kept, she he kept conversing her. with her for a long time did he not yeah yeah did he was did he secretly I remember listening to a couple of these episodes. Did he secretly hope this was going to be his future wife? Well, I mean, uh, I think possibly if it would have worked out, he would have been quite happy with it. But I think he was just uh, kind of keeping the gag going for the moment. What's the end game here? Is the end game for them to eventually ask you for money? 
Yeah, credit card. They just yeah. bring you along for a while. Credit card numbers or cash. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure only they only hit. Only one way to find out, Jimmy. Well, it, I've actually bought this up as a segue because that's how Ron met his wife. Uh, <laughs> you could bring her on. She's she's with him now. <laughs> Sorry, Ronnie. <laughs> just, just, you know what this podcast is about, Ronnie. You were on yeah. it for several years. You yeah. come on here with full knowledge of what might happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. She used to ask about this podcast, and uh, I would, I was always very vague. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know if it's available. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen, uh, listen Brooks, to some Rod Smith baby character. But anyway, Brooksy yeah. still hasn't listened uh, to the podcast. <laughs> Thank God, the she doesn't know she's been a, a lingering character for the past uh, seven years. Yeah. So it was funny last night. I actually did another podcast. Uh, I try to say yes to the podcast when people ask you to go on. And it was some guys up in Sault Ste. Marie. And uh, the co-host was named Brandon Brooks and his nickname was Brooksy. Oh, nice. So the whole, so the whole podcast, I kept saying Brooksy, 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 Brooksy. <laughs> so I, I finished the podcast and she's like, that wasn't your podcast. Right. And I'm like, no, no. She goes, so you now have me on another podcast. <laughs> Multiple. You were talking podcasts. about the bags again. Were you? <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying, Brooksy, as you would say. Right. <laughs> that's where you head. Brooksy and I, I met my uh, my sister and her family for for brunch downtown. Uh, we ventured downtown, which is rare on the weekend, and uh, and she took me to a. Uh, a, a designer luggage store. Uh, do you have you heard of Ramoa Ramoa luggage by any chance? Any of you guys Ramoa luggage? Do they, do they have like wheels on them? That's a design. yeah. It's just they're very. Come with a chauffeur. <laughs> they look like like a, a, a lug the old school luggage cases like that a magician would carry his stuff in and his pigeons like they're hardcore metal uh, things, but. Uh, but for whatever <laughs> for whatever reason these people have established themselves as like mm. uh you know a louis vuitton type thing so it's a it's like a suitcase and it's you know 2500 bucks for like a little yeah. like like a carry-on it's nice. more than a plane two ticket. grand or something yeah it's insanity how many did you anyway. buy <laughs> no we didn't buy any brooksy was just she was perusing she said <laughs> she was perusing Christmas she's, is coming. No, she's fairly practical. She just, she was like, well, this looks like a suitcase that'll last for life. And I'm like, for two grand, you know, I, well, I'd rather buy 10 suitcases that only last me two years so I can throw out. You know what I'm saying? It right does back. come with a five-year uh, guarantee here. So, hmm. uh, well, Ro uh, Roddy yeah. hasn't been on the pod this year. So, Stoff, why don't you guide us through a little segment that you like to call, uh, what's the one you do first now? Is it rubber boots? Yeah, or I'm, always, Twitter, I'm always surprised or, uh, by what you bring up first. So uh, <laughs> we can do whatever you want. Would you like oh, to react first or do breaking? Yeah, news? let's do uh, let's do uh, rubber boots. Rubber boots Re reacts. Yeah. yeah, just the facts, Jack. That's what I'm talking about on this track. I play the sax, and I'll do it to the max. Rubber boots reacts. What? Here we go. Here we go, indeed. Rubber boots reacts. What? Yeah. Rubber boots react. Right. Well, we'll be reacting to the fact that I have several neighbors here that have been putting up their Christmas decorations since the beginning of November, which right. I find to be a little bit early. I think a proper cutoff might be this week here where we have American Thanksgiving. So I was going to get you guys to react to what you think is the appropriate day to put up Christmas decorations, holiday decorations, and more specifically, your actual Christmas tree. Roddy's our guest, so let him answer first. I always go by the December rule. It's got to be December. 
December one. I, like I mean, I'm going in the Home Depot. It isn't even Halloween, and I'm seeing Christmas stuff, and that kind of bugs me, to be honest yeah. with you. So, yeah. no, not I, I see it now too. I mean, it doesn't offend me, but I don't want to feel pressured into putting it up until uh, December. But um, I don't know. Um, I, I'd have to. I don't think I've. I, I don't think I've ever done it before December. Certainly not the tree. No way. Can't be. Puffy. I'm like a two weeks guy, like December 10th, 11th. It's late. It's fairly late. Fairly late. Stoff, what are you then? What are you, December 2? Well, we usually do this week here, like end of November. Uh, Mm. Nicole has a bunch of decorations. She likes to put her up the house. So it's a bit of a process. And they started making their way out this weekend. So So it's interesting that you say that because I put up all the Christmas lights yesterday. And by I, I mean, I watched three guys. Hold on a second. Nice. Seriously? You have okay. professionals come in and yeah, do your life. Hold on. Puffy, the size of this guy's mansion. I'm surprised it wasn't a team of 10. Are, are they like, Anchorage? Are they Anchorage. rented? Are the lights rented? Have you ever seen the Christmas tree in uh, Times Square? Yes. Same guy. Same guy. <laughs> Same guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, no. I want those guys. They know what they're doing. Is Fuck. it as many lights as. as uh, the Griswold house and in Christmas vacation. <laughs> no, it, Is it you know, I, like that? I, I did my own Christmas lights for most of my life. I was, I was the dad that tried till you but... became rich. And you're like, I don't need to do this anymore. There's people for this. That's not true. That, um, I wasn't very good at it. And there was one particular year we have a, what do you call it? Uh, I think it's a, a Serbian spruce out in front of our house. It's very tall. And I tried, like I spent four hours and then it just looked horrible. It looked like the Charlie Brown Christmas tree where there was like one light every, every 12 feet. And, and Brooksy kind of fired me on that day. And then the next year, I think I was away for something CFL or hockey. And I came home and she'd had a, she'd had a company do it. She was so, uh, she was, she loved it. And so now they just come and do it. And look, I'll just, I'll just cop to it. There's, we only do three trees or four trees. And I think I got sent the bill 700 bucks. But it's still, I mean, it's 700 bucks you can put in your pocket. So I don't, I don't do this lightly. I don't, I don't throw away $700 lightly, gentlemen, Jimmy. but they do do a wonderful job. And I will say this, and this could be the second part of your question stuff. Mm-hmm. Brooksy left the lights on last year i'm gonna say well into april whoa this is my question you're paying these guys to put the lights up who takes them down they will also come and take them down that's part of the 700 is it another 700 Uh, no i think it's only a couple hundred like when you when you say they were on you mean they were attached to the house you don't actually mean they were on until april Brooksy likes the light up situation. And I did, we had this argument, like come mid February, I said, Brooksy enough. Plus it's not really electronically responsible. It's a bit of a waste of energy. You know, the 700 bucks, the 700 bucks is the cheap part. (laughs) You just see your your power meter going. The generator. But you know, it's not like, it's not like the blue, green and red lights, although they've made a comeback, right? For a while you had to have the little white shishi lights. Yeah. uh, And then the the colored lights made a comeback. I think these are the white shishi lights again, we have currently, Um, but they kind of, you know, they kind of look nice and our neighbor leaves them on practically year round. 
And so I think Brooksy just says, well, if the neighbors got him on year round, I can have him to whatever. I'm not agreeing with this. I'm just telling you the status of my life. What do you guys think of of those lights that they put it at the front of the house and it projects the lights onto the house? Oh, oh like, like the patterns idea. and stuff? Yeah, yeah, like little lasers almost. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I, I did that for Halloween. Like for okay. just projecting ghosts and just other side. I think there might be a Christmas theme stuff that you can get. Like these little rotating uh, globes and they uh, get these different images going on in different colors and everything else. So. Nice. nice. <laughs> See, I think is it like, it's easier. an old school projector, like a film projector? <laughs> no, no. Well, it's it's just a it's just a light that uh, it just rotates around, so you get these different oh. like different shapes. So you, you couldn't put like, you couldn't put house. porn on there and broadcast porn off the side of your house in an off season, right? <laughs> so, which is fun. be funny, which, you know, right around Christmas yeah, time. I can't think fun. of anything better than uh, do something <laughs> like that. nothing says Christmas and family like uh, some porn. Yeah. Uh, I got an idea though, Jimmy. Next year, six fifty. You call me. I'll come and do your lights. Oh, that seems like hey, a okay. I de- I want to see samples of your work though. These guys are artists. I wouldn't I'm pay just them gonna, 700 I'm bucks. Put one artists. of those projectors, old school projector, in front of your house. I'm gonna do hand puppets. We'll do it for 500. We got 350. 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 Stick <laughs> that. Just that roof and just anyway. No, I, I actually miss it. It's one of those things, you know, on a little cold <laughs> first cold day of winter that I enjoy doing, but I guess I just wasn't very good at it. And I have to admit my failures here. So do you put up do the a nice tree job. at least? Or does I do, I, do I do put up the tree, but we did we have we do have the artificial artificial tree now Ooh. that we store in the basement that break out every year. We had the real trees for a long time, but yeah, no. You know artificial trees are better almost. And they are in a way. So I do put up the tree. The tree usually doesn't go up until Brooksy wanted to put up the tree last week. I said, no, nah, it's way too early. Plus, it's just her and me and the dogs here. And the dogs end up, you know, they pee on the tree. They eat the presents under the tree. They do all sorts of nasty <laughs> stuff under the tree. It's not good. Hey, hey guys, good. I got to go. I got to get a conference call um, for, for a, talking about games that will have already been played by the time this podcast runs, right? By the time it drops. Right. Anyway. Right. Um, does no, they won't. We're up, we're, up on, we're up on Thursday, baby. We're Thursday up on Thursday. Night. Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. up on Thursday. Stop okay, turns this be a bad boy around. All right, stop. So I'm going to miss the conversation about the uh, the Popeye's turkey, aren't I? Mm. I well, so why don't you give us a quick take now, and I'll fill people in after what it is. Quickly. Would you have a Popeye's turkey for Thanksgiving? But yeah, it's a, uh, for, for Thanksgiving, um, it wouldn't be my first choice. But my mm-hmm. first choice might be like um, KFT, Kentucky Fried Turkey. Oh, that would be so. amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine? Have, so have any of you guys ever had a deep fried turkey? Because that's a thing. Uh, I have actually, and it's, it's quite had. good. And you, can cook, and you can cook them in a hurry. You can do them in a really? Hurry. Yeah. Nice. Do them in about an Roddy's got to go. Roddy, uh, I, I take what I back what I said. I'm still podcasting, so don't tell them I'm going to be on the call because I won't be on the call. All right. <laughs> <laughs> on the CFR, so, well, this could be revenge. Tell them you'll be on in five tell, minutes. I got no, I, I got payback for London. In fairness, in London, James did yell out. Give Roddy some props. And then after he was like, <laughs> knowing that I wasn't oh, yeah. there. Yeah. I will be there in Winnipeg, but I go to bed early now, Jimmy. Sorry. Roddy, just before you go, I know you have to go. Uh, we've loved hearing you. I, I miss you hosting, although Kate Burness has done a wonderful job. But uh, Thank you. I love hearing you call games. Uh, Thanks, you're buddy. the most versatile broadcaster in this country. And I can't wait to hear you call your first great cup because it's well-earned. And uh, it's going to be an honor and privilege to listen to you. So good luck on the call. And we'll see you in Winnipeg, buddy. Means a lot to me coming from you. Thanks, right, guys. Brother.
Steve's baby. That's, uh, that's Rod Smith, baby. Uh, one of our uh, our best friends of the pod. Not just a friend of the pod. One of the best friends ever of the pod, and one of the greatest guys you will ever meet. All downhill from here. Yeah. Yep. What do we do now? This just is like it. when I. This is like in the past weeks when I leave, and you, you, you two and Lester are left by themselves. <laughs> if the king is gone, what's the point anymore? It's true. Love the Roddy. Love the Roddy. That story uh, about London. Now, did we tell that in an earlier season of the pod? I always, I always worry about Probably. that. When we um, do that. I actually don't know if we told that one. We've had Roddy on before, and we told the Grey Cup stories. Uh, oh, okay. Most from the road, but I don't. Think I don't. I don't London think we one, did that so. one. That yeah. was uh, that was one of my favorite Olympic moments ever. It was Roddy, Roddy not being in the room while Chiz was trying to give him props, because it would be one thing if Roddy didn't care, but you know Roddy cares. Right? Oh yeah, like Roddy cares about that stuff. He's a good guy. He doesn't ever get in trouble or anything. He likes to. Just, he likes to have a good time, but he's very professional. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's the best way to put it. And he would never say that because he's shy. But he and he I, I would say that Roddy probably has a an evening like he has a night, maybe a couple times a year. He goes on a trip, I think Super Bowl week with his buddies, mm-hmm. uh, and that you know, have a couple of nights. But you know, once every two or three years, either at Grey Cop or somewhere, I'll get down with Roddy and that man. That's that man's legend. He can put a shift in <laughs> that day in Ottawa. I, I met him like 12 hours into the shift and, and it went on for another seven hours. Those are the best days though. When you have those ones. Ah, they're amazing. They're very rare, especially in a pandemic. Yeah. Would you not say, uh, okay. Where were we? We were, uh, we were, did we get the things that I saw on Twitter? No, we were doing, uh, this Christmas trees. That was yes. rubber boots. Yes. We reacted yeah. to Christmas. We reacted, reacted very well to the Christmas. incoming season of Christmas. Uh, now it I'll is just say, time. by the way, I don't care if people celebrate early. It sounds seems a little early November, but I don't care if people get in the spirit and, and go for it. And as far as the lights, you should probably have them down by the end of January. But if you come by the uh, Brooksy estate here, they're going to be here in March. I guarantee you that. I've actually enjoyed like driving around and seeing people with Christmas lights up, but I'm not putting them up that early. No, no. All right. Uh, let's get to uh, uh, rubber boots. Breaking news. Damn it. We just can't. Oh, we did it. We did can't it. Coordinate that. Oh. We'll never be able to do one of those, you know, TikTok or Instagram uh, dance videos where we do all the same moves, right? Hey, wasn't uh, the new ones like this, su- like this? Wasn't Bump supposed to choreograph a dance for us? Yes. Oh, TikTok. yeah. Now we forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> what a shocker. <laughs> Coming season eight. <laughs> Big time dance stuff. Pump is the best. Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, this week, it's looking again like Jared Goff will be out for the Detroit Lions as their starting quarterback since they are playing on a short week on Thanksgiving. And as we saw this past weekend, his backup is one Tim Boyle. Is that uh, your background, by the way? Is that your background? Yes, is that, yes. That is, that is Timmy Boyle. That is okay. Timmy Boyle in his uh, college years at right. his second stay at a school, which was Eastern Kentucky. We'll get there in a second because this story of getting uh, to the NFL is pretty, pretty interesting. Um, one of my buddies pointed this out to me the other day. Uh, so basically... Uh, our man Tim Boyle did three years at UConn, where he threw for over 1,300 yards. Uh, he wasn't in three years. Yes, he wasn't a starter most of the time, so you know he'd go in for games such and such. 1,300 yards in three years, only one touchdown, but 13 interceptions. 
So mm-hmm. a one to 13 touchdown to interception ratio topped that all off. Uh, in those three years, he had minus 122 rushing yards. Wait, a second. minus this <laughs> minus. is UConn. This is UConn, a uh, good basketball school, not exactly. Yeah, Alabama, been, Alabama, or yeah. Clemson when it comes However, to still a Division One school. Division One, okay. Still a yeah, Division One school, fair but enough. lower down. Yes, fair enough. So at this point in his career, he's literally going backwards. He's throwing to the other team. He's <laughs> running a football field long backwards. Uh, so he decides to uh, transfer to Eastern Kentucky. Now this is not a Division One school; it's a tier lower, and he plays there for a year. He's the starter, and this time he throws for twenty one hundred yards. Which is, I guess, all right for 200, 200 a game, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he has 11 touchdowns, which is 10 more than he got in the previous three years. Uh, <laughs> however, again, 13 interceptions <laughs> all in one season. So 11 to 13, again, in the negative there. Also, still in the negative in rushing yards, minus 40. But Just they don't four. count that. that They don't count in college. There's not some quirky rule where they subtract sacks from rushing yards, right? The sacks would be so, no. right? Even if, I mean, no, that's no, it's different. Yeah, it these are these are actually really I would attempt, assume attempted running. Plays, I would so assume, yeah. yeah, he's almost going wildcat <laughs> and trying to rush. How it. does this guy get in the National Football well, League? Here's the thing: he his team that year went four and seven, losing record, mm-hmm. but somehow he led the Ohio Valley Conference in passing, which lends to ask how bad is the Ohio, Ohio Valley, Valley Conference? Because there's usually some decent teams there. I think. Well. Apparently not that year when a four and seven <laughs> quarterback did it. Uh, so our, our guy, Tim Boyle, despite, you know, having way more interceptions than touchdowns, negative yardage on the ground, losing record. Uh, he's not shockingly in 2018. He is not drafted by any team, but somehow joins the Packers as a walk on and ends up being the third stringer. How can you be a walk on? Well, that's that's the, the interesting question. Like, does he have just an amazing agent? That got him a try. He must be a really yes. good dude. Like he must connected. be a really good dude. Or he must be. Or do you, do you have his like his height weight sort of thing? Because you know the NFL, and no matter how crappy a guy's stats are, if he's six four, four twenty, yeah. Or you know, if you went to the combine and you know put a they'll they always because there's always a coach who thinks they can mold a quarterback or make a quarterback out of an athlete. Yeah, right? if he has a uh, from what was that uh, Kevin Costner movie. The scouts, if he has a, a good looking girlfriend, it means he has confidence. Draft it. So, yeah. Well, so I'll maybe, look up yeah. his girlfriend in a second. Uh, he is six foot four, 232. So yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's I'm giving him a walk on. You know, so, you know what this. Oh, sorry. Go finish, finish the story, though. Well, uh, stop. The story goes as such that uh, while he was with the Packers, he only completed three passes during garbage time. Another time he went in and just took three kneel downs because uh, Rodgers didn't feel like it. I could do uh, this. So, but I actually have a theory as to because in in the NFL now he only threw those three passes, but he already had like minus thirty rushing yards. So what I'm thinking is this guy is actually a kneel down specialist. Mm-hmm. They bring him in at the end of the game and just sits and he takes knees and he'll throw the odd pick sometimes. So you have the uh, you have the sneak specialist, which is yeah. more common in the CFL, but happens in the NFL mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. now. And so this guy's just the kneel down guy. So if you need a kneel down guy. Yeah. He'll come in and he won't he won't screw up any of your new. He probably has different techniques. He do takes it, it out a little bit first. Do you think you could successfully do it? Yes. Because I don't know if I could. I think I would fumble. There was uh was it the Eagles? The, is there famous was it a kneel down or a 
a fumble. Who was the who was the Eagles quarterback who went on to ESPN uh, all those years? Uh, come on, Eagles '80s quarterback. Oh, uh, um, a Jawar, Ron, Jawarski. Jaworski. Ron Jaworski. I think yeah, okay. didn't Jaworski screw up a, a kneel down situation once? I'm not sure if it was. Uh, Joe Pastarchuk sits in, in my head for some reason. I'm not sure why, but there was a the Eagles had a botched end of game situation, but they may have tried to hand off the ball. It may have been a botched handoff, but it was one of those kill the clock, take a knee situations. So two thoughts here. Um, I think, I think we could do it, Puff. You might be nervous and drop it, but you just need to take bombs. Sweaty bombs. Uh, So I, I played, so I was the backup quarterback at my high school, right? I was, I was really upset because I was supposed to be the starter. That's I only why you have two, the plus three fifty odds to win the balloon. That's cup. right. So I only had two years of high school football because my first three years of high school, I felt like I was too small and I was kind of scared. I'll be honest, mm-hmm. I was scared. And then I and played academics. <laughs> and then I, I played and I realized, oh, this is kind of fun. You're wearing equipment, and so uh, in the off season workouts before grade thirteen, we had grade thirteen back then in Ontario. Um, our starting quarterback, Eric O'Brien. Uh, he was, and he was your six four two thirty two guy, mm-hmm. and he yeah, he was leaving grade thirteen, and yeah. so they were looking for a quarterback, and so I did all the off season workouts in the gym, and uh, little, I was going to be the guy, uh, little extra, guy. Couple, yeah. couple cycles, I was cycling, Cycle I was cycling. Yeah, nice, nice. I gained one hundred and twenty eight pounds. I went from one forty <laughs> to two uh, two sixty eight. <laughs> no, so so I thought I was going to be the guy. And then hold on, comes, hold on a second. Yeah. Did, did any coach give you any inkling that you would be the guy or did you just in your head assume that be, you were going to be the next person? Like, did the coach uh, say like, no, hey, so hey, James, if you have a good off season, we're, uh, we're going to be counting on you. He or did you just, me, he didn't tell me I was the guy, but we had okay. three quarterbacks doing off season workouts and mm-hmm. I could, I was measuring myself up against them and I looked pretty good. Yeah, I was a lefty southpaw. And Ooh, then nice. Coach uh, Coach Tovey, he mm-hmm. gave me a brand new J5J for the winter and said, work on this at home with your buddies or whatever you can. So I remember uh, Mike Vermette, who was uh, just graduated, and he said, if Tovey gives you the new J5V, uh, that means he likes you, so you're going to be the guy. Okay, so then Tovey right. happens to leave and go to another school that same year. Boom, nice. he's gone. My guy's out. And a uh, new coach comes in. Eric O'Brien, Eric, if you're out there, really good guy. I really liked you, but uh, his marks weren't up to standard, so he comes back for grade 14. Uh O'Brien's back, first tryout. Duffy, so uh, we had one exhibition game, and I was was just okay. I got like two series. I was just okay. I was a little bit nervous. And uh, coach says, okay, Duffy, O'Brien's going to be the starter. but I still got, I was playing DB and receiver. So I was good. So uh, I got in one series against Osgood high school. We were, we were up like 20 to nothing. So put coach puts me in. And the first play is uh, I throw a four yard uh, into my, my buddy, Dr. James off who's now a doctor in Toronto, four yard in pattern. I totally exposed him by throwing it too high and he got completely cracked from behind. <laughs> That's when he decided to be a doctor to save himself. 
became a back <laughs> boxer. Feel into his legs. Is he he was white specialist. It, nobody could. You know how you throw a guy open that that expression. Nobody could throw a guy open into coverage more than he. He went from wide open to dead coverage. <laughs> so second and six, and he calls a. Uh, it's like a sweep, but I'm running. Oh, I had pretty good wheels. Jimmy had pretty good wheels back then, and I run out of bounds, and a guy hits me. Probably it was a fair hit, but I thought it was a little bit out of bounds. So cocky, but I was. I get up and I just toss the ball. I toss the ball at his face. Oh, well done. Fifteen yards. Oh. Now, now it's it's gone from third and two to third and seventeen. Jimmy's out of the game. In today's NFL, it. you would have been suspended. Yeah, but as I always tell people, one for one, one hundred percent all-time completions percentage leader in the history of high school football at any level. So basically, nice. you had a better youth football career than Tim Boyle, and he's made <laughs> three million three million dollars in the NFL up to this point. Well, that's the thing. Like you can make, uh, you guys could look it up. But the third string quarterback in the National Football League makes about. 800 grand a year, a million a year. Probably, and that's right? the minimum? It's pretty much the minimum 800 or something like that. Uh, I haven't looked in a while. I remember when Dave Dickinson uh, was a CFL quarterback back when I was hosting CFL, and he went down to San Diego, and he was on practice squad, which is amazing to think. If you watch Dickie, he's a tiny little guy. But he made the practice squad for San Diego, and uh, I think he was making six or 700 on the practice squad for San Diego. This is 20 years ago. And so, you know, at that point in time, when maybe in the CFL, maybe he was only making two or three or something like that, it made sense to to do that. And a lot uh, less hits too, right? Now he ended up coming back and being a hero in the CFL afterwards, but because uh, uh, he wanted to play. But yeah, that's pretty good money for a guy with those kind of numbers. Stuff that is that is ludicrous, and it also just shows you that as many schools that there are out there, there's not that many good quarterbacks, right? Like, how many great quarterbacks are in the NFL right now? Six. I don't know. There's more than that. Tom Brady. Consistent ones? Yeah, I don't know if it's that. Tom Brady. Josh Allen. Russell Wilson. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Well, Josh Uh, Allen's, I don't know. Oh, he's pretty good. He's good. He's he's not great. He's not on Brady's level. No, he's not. Well, no one is on Brady's level. He's not even on Mahomes' level. Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, uh, Tyler... Why am I? Uh, what's Kyler, Murray? Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. Kyler, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. I tried to black him out of my mind because he didn't play against the Niners and we still lost them. Kyler Murray. Who are we missing? People are probably yelling at their phones right now. But Dak, I, I Dak are we including? Yeah, Dak. Uh, Dak. Yeah, Dak. Dak. You have to Dax include him. Uh, but you like? Do you include like? Well, it's not Wentz. I include. Well, uh, but no, no, but you include guys who are good quarterbacks. There's quite a few. Then Wentz is a good. I would find with Wentz. You like that? He's played well. You like that? Oh, uh, cousins. cousins, cousins. Is yeah. he? Um, I guess he's, he's fine, but he's not like a, he's fine. Yeah. yeah. So and okay, the young so guys put up numbers you can't win. They got good young so guys. So let's coming. say let's say there's twenty really like good quarterbacks either coming mm-hmm. to be you know really good someday. Sure. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, those kind of guys, yeah. right? But I don't know. You got, much. Much. Like you got some decent backups. Burrow's great. But then there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that you get to their backups and they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Like well, Zach there's Randolph, still, there's still not. I'm pretty sure Cade McNown's still earning checks. But, yeah. but the, that's the funny thing is, like a lot of them, uh, even though they're not good enough to ever start, they'll have a whole 12 year career of just being yeah. a backup. Three years on this team, two years on this team. You know, okay, Puffy, you get a full game, 
let's just say I'm going to put the best offensive line in football in front of you and the best receiving core in football. Okay. All right. You get a full game, no matter what happens okay. against the, what's the worst team in the league this year? Jacksonville. Okay. Uh, Houston. Houston won last week though. So right. uh, this, this is starting to sound like a hundred. Did that knock 000. you out of your survivor pool? Yeah, I'm done. They knocked me out. But it must've knocked out almost everybody. No. Uh, there's like 30 people left. Oh, I'm so Someone sorry, would have probably I, taken them earlier in the season. So Puffy was down to how many people in the Survivor? It was 134 going into this week. And but I think about 150 grand. Yeah, I think about half the people had uh, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, that was a killer. That was a killer Survivor pool game. I, I made it to season to week 16 once and lost. Wow. So last year I did well too in it, but didn't Kevin Pratt win a big Survivor pool? Win like. Probably okay. When Everybody, that's all forty the grand or something like that. I think yeah. he got down to the last three. Something yeah, and they they made a deal. Yeah, you got to anyway, make a deal at that point. Sorry, that's an that's an aside. Kevin Pratt, another guy we'd still want to have on the pod someday. So Puffy, you have the best offensive line in football, the best receiving mm-hmm. core in football, and a full game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I smell a trap complete, game. Can you complete one pass? Yes. Yes, complete for sure. I can, I, I can pa- complete a screen pass for sure. Well, you're not a screen pass is when they're they're all coming, coming at right you, down. buddy. That's probably the hardest thing. I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. <laughs> and then you're going to get it out of the outstretched arms of the six six defense. And then I'm, and then I'm going to reach out and let them. Let, and then I'm going to tap them on the butt and say like, "Nice try, nice try." We got four yards on that play. And I'm, and I'm not so giving you. Hurting. I'm so hurting. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could do one of those where you, you know, you take the snap and throw directly to the wide receiver uh, right on the line and yeah. let him. Well, I, you're I, still throwing that ball 10, 15 yards down that line. Yeah. That DB can just, I think, oh. I think a shuttle pass is your best option. No, I'm not, well, allow, not allowing that. They're, they're going to, they're going to be playing man coverage <laughs> and they're going to be blitzing. And okay, I don't uh, read the blitz. Let, let me change the line. You have to complete a pass from a standard drop. Oh, I, to, I, I can't even be in the shotgun. <laughs> oh no, you can. You I can just go mean with the shotgun. You, you have to complete a pass from the pocket. Like okay. it's got to be. You can't even you know scramble I mean. out to. No, you can. No, you can scramble. But I'm just saying, you're not doing one of those. Take the snap right to the receiver. There's no shuttle pass right away. You have to drop back or take a take a a, a, a shotgun snap and complete a pass past the line of scrimmage. I honestly don't know if I would <laughs> physically be able to see. The receivers. Yeah. Like I would just have, I don't like, I think that I would just have to like sort of go back a few yards more and I would just have to throw someone open. Like I would just have to throw (laughs) it into like, I thought you're going to punt it. And, and I would just throw it into an area and hope that a receiver was running (laughs) that thing. Cause there would be no chance for me to like, uh, the windows aren't very big there. <laughs> your, your, your best bet would be to get them in a deep prevent late in the game. <laughs> yeah, like if they were if they were a three-yard hook. Like if it was like a case where like I would get a hundred million if I completed a pass, yeah. but all the players on the defense would each get like five million if I didn't, they I like I wouldn't be able there wouldn't be a doubt in my mind that they would win. Like they would give no chance to get a completed pass in there. See, these are the kind of hypotheticals. Like I would pay to watch them. 
Like I would, I would more than an average NFL game. Can Puffy complete a pass? I would watch that entire game. You stop. You think? Yeah, kind of makes Isn't that, that what happen. Pros versus Joes was. I know, but they yeah, no one watched that football game. Though. Oh, so this this would be at halftime. They bring the teams back out, and it's just Puffy <laughs> as the quarterback. No, this would be in like February. Okay. Yeah, after the season. Instead after the, the season, XFL. You do gimmicks for the rest of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Would you die? That, I you, think that there's a you better chance impact. of me dying, dying than completing a pass. Yeah. I don't know about death, but you would have you would have broken ribs. I don't have a high. I don't have PTSD. a high. Pain. <laughs> high school football uh, is, uh, you know, I was. I wanted to play it so bad because I love football, but I was, like I said, I was intimidated because I was small. And then my very first play of high school football, and I may have told you guys this before, I'm on kickoff coverage and I run down the field and this big guy, I think it was Kareem Wilson high school, big guy, long hair. And he just, I'm nowhere near the play. Like I'm just basically on contained on the other side. And he just punches me right in the stomach as hard as he can. Wow. And I, and I was just buckled, like he knocked the wind out of me, right? And that was the moment I realized that high school football, for a lot of guys, is just legal assault. It's just aggression. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's all these guys, like all the, you know, the sort of so-called old-time 80s stoners. They yeah. would, any big guy with no athletic ability, they would sign up for high school football so they could fight you and not get in trouble for it. <laughs> basically. Now, smart, kind you of don't think that system. it's possible that just may have been Lindsay Green. Hey, that's true. That's Leslie. That's Leslie. Get yeah. that right. Sorry. Right? <laughs> now, did your uh, did the buzz around you maybe being the QB one in senior year lead to any uh, any different uh, females uh, circling circling around? Yes, is the answer because before I played football, there were no girls circling around. <laughs> There was <laughs> literally none <laughs> so it went from none to a very small number nice but i i can remember uh leslie uh leslie would uh she was on the phone with like her cousin or something at west and she's like yeah my boyfriend uh james he's uh he's the he's the quarterback for the football team this year oh. she, she she didn't mention like backup <laughs> no no or flag you know, football truth be told uh, leslie and i broke up and i think we broke up at prom or grad and I, I'm pretty sure she might have hooked up with Eric O'Brien, the starting no. quarterback. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say Mark Ward. <laughs> <laughs> well, handsome man, Mark Ward. I have the greatest. Uh, great. Did we, Mark, did we tell did the Mark Ward play, football did he, story? Did he play football? He didn't play tackle, but uh, when Mark Ward was on the pod uh, years ago, do you remember? Do we ever tell the, the the our most famous story amongst all our friends is the Mark Ward touch football story? Do you guys know that story? Did it ring a bell? I I saw something in your in your outline for the pod that uh, that maybe actually think of it. Oh, uh, later. Okay, save it. It's oh. a tease. We'll tease it. We'll get to the Mark Ward football story. Remind me a little bit later on. Okay, I'll mark it down. Okay. I'll mark it down. It's a good excuse to get to something we call things that I saw on Twitter. Freaky pigs, strange chicks, world affairs, polar bears, fake news, nice shoes, big boobs, jack dudes, all of these things and more as I sat on the shitter. Things that I saw on Twitter. Things we saw on Twitter. Now, I sent this to you guys. It's a uh, 
there's a, I guess, a company that wants to build one of these buildings in Toronto. It is a condo building. And it's very much like one they have in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. The thing that makes this unique is it's actually a condo building sitting on top of the water. So in, the, uh, in Amsterdam, uh, it's called the Silo Dam, and it's built on top of an old dam and okay. silo. So that's why it's called that. And it's basically f- just a giant apartment building floating there. People live inside of it. Uh, there's communal areas such as a gym, library, access to the water uh, by way of marina. Uh, it's a 160 housing uh, unique housing complex. And basically, they're thinking of putting one in Toronto. There's investors who want to make this happen at the waterfront. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked up what it costs. It to, doesn't move, right? It doesn't float around the bay. It's, it's like uh, basically. So no, no. It, it looks like it's still, but yeah. it's on the water. Like you would think that. Does it sway be a little, a little bit, bit? Like, you know, it gets oh, yeah, windy, for sure. Lake uh, Ontario can get pretty gusty. Yeah, a little Because if it doesn't move, then what's the difference between this and just a pure waterfront condo? Really nothing, right? Well, you the are fact attached. that you're on the water, though. But can you, when you walk down, when you go down your elevator or whatever, do you walk out and you can walk to shore? There's not, you don't have to swim or take a little rowboat or No, I, but it's right? more like a bridge, I would assume, or something, because the entire mm-hmm. building, there's nothing underneath it. It's floating on water. I probably go for it if i felt like it was safe you know if you're not in i wouldn't do it if i was on the coast of texas or florida where the hurricanes come but yeah ontario yeah why not because if it actually fell over into the water you'd probably be more likely to survive than if it just fell into like yeah like other i'm sure that's the case (laughs) point because it would just be like uh i would just be like uh, jack on and uh on the titanic we just go to the top you go to the top and and you here it comes, Puffy. Here it comes. Don't let go. Don't let go. I won't let go, Puffy. Don't let go. There's be there. Let's just say there was zero chance you would have let me on that door and floating out in that frigid water. <laughs> I would have been doggy paddling beside you. Yes, you would have. Uh, anyway, I vote for living there. I like it. Well, all right. Uh, in Amsterdam, it only costs you two point eight thousand uh, a month. So two point eight thousand. Yeah. Two point eight. 2.8K? Like, yeah. Okay, so $2,800 a month. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I never, <laughs> thank I never you. heard it described as 2800 <laughs> Yeah, all right. Um, Not quite 3000 All right. Oh. Uh, uh, the other, the next thing we got is uh, this video that you can see on YouTube now. Oh, yeah. uh, it's gone pretty viral in the past week. It's of a young lady taking a free kick. At which point she drills one of the members of the wall right in the face. The ball comes back to her. Second shot, second face. The whole video is pretty hilarious. It, it, some... It's the best video ever, ever recorded. I think so. I think <laughs> I... so. It's just it's just pure America's funniest videos, like getting hit in the crotch stuff. But it, but the walk, just, the walk so it off is the clincher. The, the, the comments are great. Yeah, like the, the, the walk it off. It's so good. Now, stop. You think that was added afterwards? No, I, I asked if it was added on oh. afterwards. I'm not sure if it. Was. I just I think a lot legit. of these videos when it's like the yeah. stuff he's saying is so funny and so well timed. It's almost like. <laughs> That, but this, that's a, it's got to have been apparent because there's nobody like whenever you're watching your kids right. play sports, like oh, yeah. there'll be some nasty collision or injury and every parent's like, oh, my get God, up. oh, my God. And the parent of the child is like, get up, get you're up, fine. Like, it's always so but, that would have been this, that this been one me. here. What I found funny, it sounded like one of those parents that's just cheering for all the kids. 
Because he's like, oh, good form. You walk it off. You, good form. Good shot. <laughs> you'll send that You'll send that out on the rubber. We'll, t- we'll tweet so that out. We'll that we'll that yeah. here. I literally yep. watched that 10 times and could not stop laughing. It's <laughs> it's just so funny. And they were like, good kicks, too. Like, she got all well, of she it. connected. She connected. Just boom, boom. I'll say the real loser in that video is the the girl on the far right that leaves the wall as soon as the first kick's taken. Yeah. Can't do that. Kind of team. It's gonna be hard to explain to your buddies in video. Yeah, yeah. When, when they have broken noses. Yeah. As to why you took off. Uh, uh, moving on. Continue along. I just have to t- take care of Hugo. You guys move along, and I'll be uh, oh, this see one. how you <laughs> maybe, was, maybe we'll, we'll find out. Good. We'll find out if Lester was the problem with you guys carrying on. See if you guys I, do it. I don't think it stop show. Stop and puppy. I don't think it was Lester. <laughs> We're gonna have a staring contest. I, I got nothing. Ah, me neither. It's like he's been gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy. Come back. Come back, Jimmy. Come back. Come, Come back. back. And that's how I got eight. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this town stop a little story. Uh, that's probably uh, the best uh, minute in the podcasting ever. Uh, do we do the turkeys from Popeyes or do we take care of that with Roddy? So Rod, well, Popeyes' I mean, famous first chicken it. is now selling turkeys, right? Yeah, they, they started turkeys. this last year. It's only in the States. On Thanksgiving, you can get a whole turkey uh, basically made in the seasoning of Popeye's uh, chicken. That should be uh, really good. 40 bucks. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's not traditional, but... I don't know I if I do that for a family one. Just want some but... turkey, yeah. What do you yeah. mean you wouldn't do it for your family? You just do it for your own? You'd eat it in your car? Yeah, like, yeah, like I mean, if I was, if I was like at a family room. event, I don't think I'm bringing the Popeye's church. <laughs> but if I was like, room. if I was by myself with like maybe just a buddy, I might be like, hey, you want to get a turkey from Popeye's? And be like, yeah, you, let's do it. Knowing what you've told us on this pod before, by yourself, I don't know what you'd do to that turkey. <laughs> it would <Hopefully. laughs> It, it better be I, moist. I think it comes stuffed already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we better. Uh, yeah. Better so, oh, and uh, the butt fumble anniversary. Ten years. Yes. Anniversary, wow. Mark Sanchez. Where is yeah, Mark Sanchez? Only ten years. He's. I think he's ESPN. Fox, Fox, Fox or ESPN. Yeah, right, he's one right. of the two. I know I mean, he's on one of the networks. I couldn't remember which. I, I was watching a game the other week, and they were actually doing a tease for the halftime show, and it was like they were playing off the butt fumble. Uh, there it was essentially something like Mark, don't say butt, like the word butt. Mm-hmm. So, so he seems to be okay with it now. But it is a ridiculous play. Or they're him. Or they're it's I just play. don't understand it. It's honestly, I, I think it would be something that I would do, like because he just looked like someone who had never played the position before and panicked <laughs> right. and started running into things. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> like, it was sheer like, panic. It's like, what's going on, dude? You, you're an NFL quarterback. It's it's ridiculous. I was going to say when we were talking about you uh, uh, playing quarterback for a game in the NFL and could you complete a pass? I, my first NFL game that I ever went to in person was the 98 NFC championship game between the Niners and the Packers in San Francisco. Brett Favre uh, spoiled my dreams and beat Steve Young and company. And that was the, and I was on the sidelines for that game. And I could not believe, like I'd been at CFL games before, but I just could not believe the size of everybody and, you know, both Brett Favre and Steve Young were not the tallest guys in the world. Mm-hmm. And that was the one thing I was struck with my first NFL game was how the hell can they see anything? Like, yeah. how can how can they see? Like, and that's when I said to myself, this is the hardest position in all of sports. Mm-hmm. 
I don't care, bar anything, as quarterback in the National Football League. Like the speed at which and the size of which guys are coming at you, and the time that you have to find a spot is is remarkable. Um, well, so it's like when it's a hard, Flutie, it's a hard when Flutie played in the NFL, for example, it's ludicrous. When he was on the Bills and the Chargers, the way they would set up their blocking packages was so that they could actually create lanes for him to see. Exactly. They would block. They would purposely That's what they'd have to do so. for Puffy when Puffy plays against the Jaguars. They'd have to. Yeah, but lanes. unlike Flutie, I can't beat someone if they're coming down to crush me. I don't know. You're pretty elusive. I've seen you. You're pretty elusive. Um, all right. So that brings me to. Uh, just one second. Yeah. yeah. One second. Here we go. Oh. What are you doing, buddy? Oh, I heard slapping. <laughs> Pete is not gonna like this. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be in their top ten most hated oh. <laughs> local uh, broadcaster faces in, Pete in hot Lander. water. <laughs> hot water with Pete. Be like, TMZ will be after him for sure. It's, gonna, not, it's not gonna be pretty. It's not gonna end well for him. Oh, oh, look who it is. Hey, Hugo. I can't see him. Yeah, just mark that down that it was season eight where the podcast resorted to putting headphones on the dog to see if they could get any <laughs> funny <laughs> moments from that. Season seven. Oh, it's around uh, this time that sitcom started adding children and kids and, uh, I mean, children and animals to uh, spice up ratings. So, funniest Mark Ward moment ever. And Mark Ward's a very funny guy. So Mark was a really good athlete. Um, football, football wasn't his best sport. Really good hockey player, really good soccer player, but not a bad, not a bad football player. But the thing about, so it was basically all of our friends who had a football team and a few guys were really hardcore football players. And then a few guys were just buddies who we just wanted to have on the team. Mm -hmm. But we started getting better and better. And, you know, beginning, we, Ottawa has a massive, massive touch football league. And we were in like G division or something. And we won that and we kept working our way up. So now we're at the top division and our first year in it. And we make it to uh, the semifinals. So we're in the semifinals. And I, me and about three quarters of the team took the very seriously mm-hmm. and uh, way too seriously. This is the biggest thing. We had a chance to win the city championship at the top level. First time. Pretty awesome. So we're in this game and basically we've screwed up and they score a touchdown and so we are down by whatever, four or five. We're down by within a touchdown to win. And there's only a minute left in the game. Uh, they kick off. We do one play. We're at our own 20-yard line. Now there's 25 seconds left or 30 seconds left. So we're screwed. So Mark Ward's one of the receivers. And uh, a guy named Brian Arden, unbelievable athlete, is a quarterback. And so we basically run – all the good receivers to one side. Mark, you just stay over there. <laughs> so Brian scrambles around and he ends up throwing it up. Mark's just at the sidelines. And there's two guys right on him there. But they both kind of misjudge the ball. It's a bit of a floater. And like one stumbles and one goes too far and Mark catches it. And they, they're both down. So he turns and starts running down the sidelines. And I'm, I'm playing snapper at this point. So I'm in the middle of the field. I've run like a 30 yard pattern. And I'm looking around and there's nobody there. But Mark is like running right on the sidelines, like running as hard as he can, right? And so I'm kind of running down the middle of the field. There's guys chasing, but there's nobody within 30 yards of him. And so I'm yelling, cut in, cut in, at the top of my lungs. But he's so excited and nervous. 
The ref is the only guy. The ref is right behind him. At the five-yard line, he steps out of bounds. No! <laughs> At which point, the ref says, game, time's up. That was the last play of the game. How are you friends with him still? Wow. There was no opposing player within, like, the 30-yard line. And he ran out of bounds at the five. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, like, I can't tell you how Brian Arden, who was the quarterback, <laughs> who wasn't, like, really one of our friends. He was kind of a guy we drafted in because he was a good yeah. athlete. Yeah, and I can still remember walking him to his motorcycle and saying thanks for him playing with us. And he's like, "What the fuck was he doing? I've never seen anything <laughs> like that in my life." I'm like, uh, "That's just that's just Mark, you know." And, and then uh, so we were all kind of pissed off, but you couldn't because Ward's such a good guy. And then uh, that night he just called me like laughing hysterically. Once a few hours had gone by, yeah, and it, and it became like the funniest thing for his wedding. We did a complete recreation, slow mo oh, recreation awesome. of the play. But uh, to this day, we were texting about it last night with a few of my buddies. It's uh, it's the greatest slash worst play in the history of uh, in the history of touch football. And you know what? Damn, you guys, great. you guys would have won that city championship too. And you we could have lost in the final, but you'll never no, know, no. right? You would have won. You well, guys, the team, the team that beat us won. So there you go. And after after a comeback win like that, the momentum would have carried you. You probably all would have had CFL careers. Tragic, tragic. I uh, I'm, I'm I'm I found a bunch of old VHS tapes and stuff uh, with uh, with games on them that I took them into this place in Toronto that you know will digitize old videos that you have. You so have I'm gonna game, I'm gonna have game video of. Yeah, I got some do you game, have game video of this. Do you have this? Moment? Uh, no, this one's not on tape. Sorry, these I are have, flag football or of your high school football? No, these, these are flag football. <laughs> like, I have an Ontario championship. I have a national championship game. Like, and then they, I just have some city who, championship who, who, game. Are these from when you were a child? Your dad when you were a child? So we, we, we would play, like, the finals. <laughs> we would play the finals. The finals would be on, like, cable, like, what is now Rogers Cable, but in auto it was, like, Skyline Cable. So there would be, like, play-by-play commentary. And uh, like terrible oh. analysis on on the. Game. Oh my god! Yeah. And now now you have to get. We now have to run this in its yeah, entirety. This, like this will be like our. This is what our podcast is going to become now. Yeah, because there is there's actually a play with Mark Ward getting a touchdown, and Mark Ward was just a very average like average speed guy. But the commentator was this guy named Pappy, who was like a seventy year old quarterback, and he's like, "Look at the speed! I've never seen speed like that in my life." It's the greatest. You should ever. see him run out of bounds. <laughs> Uh, so I'll have to. Oh, I'm I'll looking have to, forward uh, to that. Yeah, maybe one episode we'll just play the entire game instead of talking about the pod. Yeah, yeah it'll be a, what you yeah, what you watching, Jimmy's Jimmy's <laughs> football. Thirty for thirty. Uh, okay, we got to go. We've been doing this way too long. Um, yeah, there was one listener mail quickly. Yeah, listener uh, Aaron mail. Bennett. What is Aaron Baird? Aaron Bennett he, says, I can't believe Jimmy's still taking pain pills. <laughs> yeah, three days. Uh, he only got three days worth. You were taking them a week after. Uh, yeah. He's basically calling you a... I got a candy man, though. Yeah. Her name is Brooksy, and she just buys me the Tylenol in the store. So she was calling me soft, right? I've, oh, I've leaned like my that. way off. No, I think he was call, saying you're a drug addict. Yeah, well, he did write a rubber boots intervention question mark. So yeah, yeah, we may need one of those. Uh, I'm weaning my way off. I'm down to about one pill a day. Now. One pill a day. Right. Yeah, but the how's, scar. How's the Nyquil? It's the scar. <laughs> the scar still feels like a 
<laughs> I was going to say lead pencil, but that has other connotations, but it feels like a, like it feels like there is a six inch bolt inside my, my groin. Is that ever going to soften? Is it ever going to soften? <laughs> well, you're six don't, inch. Don't run this clip out of don't run this will, clip out of context. Don't run Apparently, this clip out of context. All there right, might be other pills for you. <laughs> you uh, might Lester, need for it to harden. I don't think I ever explained. Lester has uh, had family in town this week, so we gave Lester the week off. Uh, Lester, I uh, hope we'll be back next week. We missed you this week, but it was great having Roddy on. And uh, have an awesome week, and we'll see you next time on the Rubber Boost Podcast. It's no sacrifice. No sacrifice. It's no sacrifice at all. How does this sound? A little echoey. Your face isn't moving for me. Sound okay? Oh, now you're moving. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Hey, how are you? I got a question that I really want to ask you. Wait, don't hang up. I need to know, so I'm going to try and push my luck. Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight? Are they purple, yellow, green, or black, or white? Are you wearing your rubber Tonight? Tonight?